You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well, hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Thrashenkill. You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show. Uh, did I say that right? Did I say toilet or did I say toilet of hell? I was more focused on the sh- uh-oh sound that came out of your voice, but uh, you know what? We'll go with it. Whatever. Anyway, I'm Joe. That The other person is Jordan. Uh, and we're going to do a show for you. I'm, I'm just fucking, I'm going through it, man. I'm sorry. Uh, it has been a, it has been a weekend for you. Literally 15 minutes after we wrapped up last week's show, I go into my bedroom to see that it's completely flooded with shit water from my upstairs neighbor. And I'm not like being facetious. I'm not saying, "Oh, it was gross water." I'm saying I could see semi-digested food particles in the poop in the carpet in my bedroom soaking into my bed. It's been a week, man. <laughs> so did they, your neighbors apologize? Did they come no. down and see if you're okay? Nothing. I, I banged on their doors for an hour trying to yell at them, please quit flushing the toilet. And they ignored me because they've got those fucking ring cameras. They saw me. They saw me yelling. They were like, oh, I don't want to deal with this fucking crazy guy downstairs. I'm just going to keep pooping and keep flushing it. And it's going to keep going into his bedroom. That happened to me, not quite that bad, but with water coming down from upstairs neighbors. And like when I came home from work, the door to my apartment was open and I ran in like ready to fight people. (laughs) And it was uh, like this had been going on for a while. And I guess someone was like trying to clean up some of the carpet or something like that that was sent in by the landlord. But I I went upstairs and like, hi, I live below you. The water's coming down my apartment, and they, like, just kind of looked at me blankly. Like It wasn't even, like, a sorry or, oh, that's nothing. Like, that was one of the most genuinely alienating experiences I've ever had as a human. Like, trying to explain to somebody, hey, you're pooping into my bed, and they, they, like, don't even want to deal with you. (laughs) Uh, So that's cool. If If you're, you know, if your neighbor... Uh, comes yelling at you that you know uh, the water is coming down or that you might be pooping into their bedroom please hear them out be empathetic it's very important so in that in literally one week i uh, moved all of my shit out of that apartment into a new home um everything that i own now completely in a different place handed over the keys to the uh, landlord and said hey you owe me for the rest of the month by the way And did you leave any presents for your landlord or your neighbors or do anything so you could feel moderately better about it? No, because they made me put down like two months worth of uh, rent for a security deposit and I need all of that money back now. (laughs) Well, maybe someone could uh, let you in the front door if you just hang out there long enough and you can take some sort of revenge out on anyone or anything. Maybe. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm too tired for revenge. But once I get a single good night's sleep, it's over for you bitches. But this is not the Joe Complains About His Stupid Life podcast. This is a heavy metal podcast. Am I right? Sure. I, I mean, you could complain for an hour. It has been a hard week for you, so you're entitled to go <laughs> off as much as you want. But I have too much respect for our listeners, which is why... <laughs> Couldn't what? even get through saying that, could you? <laughs> Um, I do want to. I do want to give a shout out to our listeners. I've uh, I've got a lot of folks reach out to me this week. Uh, things that they heard on the show on recent shows that they wanted to comment on. 
I haven't. Ha- I feel like a heel because I haven't had a chance to really reply to anybody because this is the thing that's been going on. I just want to say I see you. I appreciate you. You are valid, and I will reply eventually. <laughs> and you could always email us toiletofhell at gmail dot com or toiletofhellradio at gmail dot com or message me if you want. I m- might respond. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but regardless, uh, thanks again for all the uh, delightful notes from everybody. Uh, love that energy. I love uh, letting people let, when people let us know that they li- they listen to what we're doing and that they like it. That feels good to me. Um, okay, moving on here. We actually had a whole shit ton of things happen over the last week that do not include me schlepping all my junk from one end of Dallas to the other. Uh, where do you want to start, man? Oh uh, well. There's a few different things we could talk about. We could talk about actual music that was put out this week. We can talk about the big top 100 heavy metal songs of all time list that Rolling Stone put out. And we could also touch on a couple of things we spoke about in the past few weeks. One about some tours going on, another about venues stealing merch money. Let's go ahead and hit the recap on some of those topics we've recently touched on then. Sure, we could talk briefly, very briefly, about how in the past couple of weeks we've talked about uh, Falling in Reverse going on t- tour and some of the bands getting blowback from their fans for touring specifically with uh, Human Heel, Ronnie Radke. <laughs> Real uh, piece of shit. <laughs> all around, 40 years old, never going to change. <laughs> uh, so uh, last week it happened, I think, Either the day before or the day of last week's show came out, but Spirit Boxes dropped off that tour. And uh, in in the meantime, or in the aftermath of that, rather, uh, people that have spoken out about it and kind of criticized them include Franz from Attila and Filibanti from All That Remains. Gang's now, all here. Now, I'm not going to read what they said. People can go out and look at what they said and get real mad in the comments where people are like, they have a good point. Um, If those people are on your team, then you're fucking up. Yeah, I mean, just like look at these guys in a lineup. You know, you got Franz looking like a dickhead. You got Ronnie Radke uh, with facial tattoos and blue hair being mad at women with blue hair because that's different. Uh, And then if you avert your eyes downward, you can see Phil Labonte at the top of his uh, chrome dome. (laughs) And... All of them are there ranting about cancel culture and all reeking of Axe body spray. Uh, I don't think you want to ingratiate yourselves with these fellas. Uh, but, you know, I could be wrong. They uh, they have built at least some kind of career for themselves. It's Their responses are very much in line with a creepy boyfriend who says something along the lines of, I'm going to make you regret breaking up with me. Yeah, that's that's about right. Uh, all of these guys seem to have pretty major issues with women uh, in one way or another as well. And they, they were trying to say th- some some things along the lines of like, this is a bad business decision for Spirit Box. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I, like, d- I don't even understand that. It's They were just playing, I don't know, a handful of shows where they were probably going to be playing for 25 minutes. And it's their fans are the people who are upset about it. So if anything, from a business standpoint, you want to make sure your fans are happy and not 
you know, 40 year old guys with forehead tattoos. Yeah, this is business 101. You protect your bottom line, dude. If your fans are telling you that they feel fucking betrayed, uh, like you should maybe hear what they got they got going on. Uh, otherwise, they're going to stop buying your records and seeing your shows. I'm not going to take business advice for a guy who's now working on Tim Pool's podcast. Ooh, get his fucking ass, Jordan. <laughs> and now they're not going to make any money because apparently Tim Pool's shitty mid-metalcore music has been taken off of Bandcamp the last I heard. Uh, big he- big thanks to uh, Puds in the uh, Discord, the Toilet Fell Discord, for calling this out to me. Uh, Tim Pool uh, kicked off of Bandcamp. I think that I can think of like four other acts that have been kicked off there, and they're all straight in SBM. <laughs> Joined in a hell of a crew. Yeah, uh, it's very apt. You know, uh, it's just uh, man, his music is so so very bad. It's it's cool that like it's clear that's where his heart is making this obnoxious emo slash power metal thing happen. But uh, he's just stuck. You know. Uh, telling people that Jews are poisoning the wells or whatever. <laughs> we all have different dreams in what we're doing, right? And some of us don't need to wear knit caps all the time to cover up our bald spots. <laughs> um, so I guess we we called it uh, last week. It's it's. I'm glad that Spirit Box, you know, despite the fact that they're industry plants, I'm glad that they did the right thing here. <laughs> If they're doing the wrong thing, they did the right thing, so that's nice. Let's call it a net neutral. Um, But that's not it. Man, Ronnie Radke gets around. He gets around like a record baby. Uh, Because there was was another thing that I saw this week that uh, just uh, was a poster uh, with a comment, this is uh, the all-time funniest lineup I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) This, This show, it's not even a tour is just everything about it is mind-blowing to me. Avenged Sevenfold are back. Okay. And we can talk about their new song in a minute. But they are playing Madison Square Garden Mm -hmm. with Falling in Reverse and Pussy Riot. I see. You know, it's not just Madison... Do you? Do you see? (laughs) Because I don't. It's not just Madison Square Garden. They've also got a show at the uh, key, at the Forum in fucking in LA, LA as well. Yeah, uh, so two of the biggest uh, venues there are in the United States. Uh, okay, Avenged Sevenfold. I don't think they have the juice now nor years ago to fill up the Forum or Madison Square Garden. How do you feel about that? Am I wrong? So there are physically bigger venues in this country, stadiums, things like that. But in terms of like prestige, Madison Square Garden and the Forum are pretty big. A lot of the better known and more iconic rock bands and just musical acts in general play these places. Uh, I question if Avenged Sevenfold could actually fill them. It all depends on pricing, days of the week. I know Avenged Sevenfold like headlines or is one of the big text font bands on a lot of like European festivals I, you know I'm not tuned into what their crowd is nowadays they've been gone for a while so you might get some of people just missing out on them that want to see them but you know also maybe some of these venues tend to cut their seats in half yep. for rock shows yep. you know the stage is out a little bit further it's a little bit bigger so you're not actually selling out an entire venue you're selling out half or three quarters uh maybe the floor is what you sell out and there's some 
empty spaces up top like Nate W show. We'll say it all depends on some of those factors. Uh, it does feel gross that falling in reverse is getting to play these places thinking that they are succeeding. Um, when it's just, uh, and pussy riot. Yeah. That's a fucking footnote that I had kind of forgotten. Uh, it is very, very funny though, to combine falling in reverse with pussy, Riot. Uh, Exactly. And Avenge Sevenfold. And Avenge Sevenfold. Overall, like, um, this, it seems uh, odd, but it fits together like a like a puzzle piece. I think that you can kind of snap these things together and be like, ah, okay, the state of uh, rock music, this, this is what it is. <laughs> so, um, I think that this is probably, we are living through the, the absolute peak of, of falling in reverse at this exact moment right now. I think mm-hmm. so anyway. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. It's they are having success in their own way, which is to say they're having like popular singles through like YouTube and like streaming. Uh, I don't think they've released an album in a long time. I don't quote me on that. I am not up on my falling in reverse lore. Um, but yeah, I'd say this is kind of peak for them. I get the sense that the fall will come fast and furious. Um, <laughs> I, I do find it funny that, like, Avenged Sevenfold, remember we talked about a while ago that they performatively sold or gave out uh, bulletproof vests to oh, Ukrainians? To the- <laughs> I had forgotten about that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Through, like, NFT sales or some sort of nonsense. So I kind of feel like uh it's the spider-man meme pointing at each other with pussy riot just being like oh you're performative too with this aren't you yeah uh boy pussy riot sure did have a moment uh what 10 years ago now uh it feels about 10 years and i think one of them dated a well-known fascist for a while and now that checks out that checks out (laughs) now they're just kind of a band and you'd think now with what's been going on with the past year of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Maybe you'd hear a little bit more from them since that's their thing, but eh, I don't know. I haven't heard too much. I don't think anyone has ever heard a note played by Pussy Riot. Uh, have you? I, I've, it's never been uh, anything that came to the forefront. It was always like, these badass ladies are sticking it to the man. And I think the one time I heard a little bit of it was when post their like first big exposure... And everyone went, oh, they have a band, and here is their song. And I went, yeah, it's a shitty punk song. <laughs> well, I'm looking um, at Ticketmaster right now uh, for the, the show at the Forum. Uh, it looks like there is somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 tickets remaining. So uh, hurry up and get those tickets. And like you said, at least half of the venue is closed off for this. So. Got to get those pre-sale tickets before the bots buy them. And I don't think... M. Shadows is really going to stick up for his fans at the way Robert Smith has been doing. Man, I fucking love... I love Robert Smith and The Cure, I think, more than anything, dude. Like, legitimately the greatest rock and roll band in the history of rock and roll. That's my opinion on that one. Um, I got my tickets for their Dallas date. I got to see them perform a few years ago at a festival. It was so fucking great. I love that band. Are they going to be coming near you on this uh, U.S. tour? Uh, I don't know. I'm not as well-versed with the band as you are, so um, wouldn't be going anyway. But I appreciate that they are doing as much as they can to force Ticketmaster to not charge their fans out the ass. And even when Ticketmaster did do that with unnecessary fees, 
Robert Smith spoke up publicly and what people are getting a $10 discount. Yeah, uh, because uh, Ticketmaster, uh, of course, is also owns Live Nation where the venues uh, are for these, these shows. So you get venue fees, which are, you know, the same as Ticketmaster fees. They're made up. They don't matter. They're just whatever they feel like at that time. Uh, and because... Robert Smith specified in their contract negotiations they wanted to keep prices low. Uh, Live Nation was like, I gotta get my beak wet, or wetter, rather. (laughs) Uh, He caused a big kerfuffle about this, called out the bullshit, and now fans are getting some of those fees back. Um, Again, I highly recommend checking it out if uh, if they're near you. I mean, I I guess it's unlikely they do Rhode Island, but if they do, you should go. I'm sure they'll play Boston. Yeah, that makes more sense, I suppose. Uh, good on them. We love uh, Spooky Witch, uh, who's also an incredible musician. Uh, moving on a little bit, uh, the headliner for that Falling in Reverse show, Avenged Sevenfold made some waves this week. Uh, as you mentioned, I hadn't heard anything from them in a long, long time. Uh, what was it that they did? Like, um, Hail to the King was the last big single that they had that I think I heard. Their last album was in 2016, The Stage. And was that the one where they didn't do any advertising and they just put it out and no one cared and went, oopsie doodles? Yeah, they thought, well, we're obviously a bigger band, uh, so this is going to go great. And, well, it didn't. But, you know, here it is. uh, God, how many years later? They're trying again. So maybe maybe time has been kind to them and uh, they've got the, the juice to really make it happen here. Is that what happened? Well, the new album is called Life is But a Dream, dot, dot, dot. What is this dream theater-ass shit? (laughs) Yeah, if that's any indication of uh, what's going on with this album, brace yourselves. Because they did put out a new song and a new music video for the song called Nobody. And if you haven't heard this song, check it out because it's hawks. Even for Avenged Sevenfold, it is not a good song. And depending on where you're looking up information about the song, like don't go to just YouTube because it's going to be people fawning in the comments. Like go to Metal Injection or Metal Sucks or the PRP or somewhere and look at the comments because it is almost universally negative. Uh, Yeah, go to where the haters are. Um, I was really thrown off on this one simply because M Shadow's voice is fucked. <laughs> he is very obviously struggling and it's not like he's trying to hit high notes or, you know, reach back 20 years into his career and do something he used to do. It's just his usual constipated walrus voice and it's just struggling harder. And this is with studio magic too. This isn't like live. He wasn't sick that day. It's just, it, it sounds not good it sounds like he's having trouble and you know beyond the solo in the song like there isn't really much to it and it's kind of starts sounding like a tool b-side or like you said dream theater even like they're trying to be like a prog band and yeah they're just they've never been that and i don't understand why they're bothering now i mean these guys are getting up in years i'm sure that like you know, you, the datification process is taking over. So, yeah, somebody's listening to Dream Theater in the band. They're like, hmm, we ought to we ought to do more. And they're fucking up. They should not do more. They should do less, actually. And like this kind of we briefly touched on it, but it someone went under the radar because I don't think that many people cared about it. They 
faked their social media being hacked and like faked something happening in their discord and other websites and like places that reported on it or like yeah this is obviously a play for like a new album that's coming yeah. out like n- no one bought into it it wasn't even like uh that band uh was it a pond of burning body who tried oh. to say that like their singer was kidnapped for a day like more people believe that than whatever Vince sevenfold that's so doing. funny because that effectively killed that band <laughs> they're still around they still exist but i think anything that was behind them kind of went to the wayside but i think with their sound changing and then this title that they're going with in this video that looks like uh an old nick video with a slightly bigger budget with all the skelly boys running around <laughs> i think they're kind of maybe a little bit high on themselves with their past like platinum albums selling well and still headlining some festivals thinking that First, that they can release an album without any promo and that not doing well. And then trying to do this stupid social media hacky thing that no one believed. And now playing two of the most well-known venues in the country. I question if they think that they're more popular than they really are. But, you know, who's to say? They have over a million views on this song anyway. I don't know if that translates into popularity or just curiosity. I mean... It's a good question. This is a band that has had uh, is, has a lot of fans, hasn't done anything in a long time. So I feel like you're you're kind of uh, you got a lot of chances here to get people to get into it. But I'll say this: it's, it was a bold move going with a song that essentially doesn't have a chorus. Um, I wish it was better. <laughs> I would give them more credit if it was better. Well, they have a song on the new album called Mattel, so we'll see. We will, in fact. Um, all right, let's let's move on a little bit to something that everybody cares about. I know that uh, we got a whole lot of big Avenged Sevenfold fans uh, that are li- our listeners, but uh, maybe there's something that's a little bit more up their alley. Just gritting their teeth, pounding on the desk, getting madder and madder at us. Yep. Uh, essentially, I saw this headline uh, come across getting shared a lot one day, and I was like, oh, great, thanks for giving me a free show, Rolling Stone. <laughs> Uh, I have not actually read this yet. Have you? The 100 Greatest Heavy Metal Songs of All Time? I flipped through it quickly. Uh, This was put together by a whole bunch of different writers. I don't know if they actually name who was involved with it. I I know Kim Kim Kelly is on it, yeah. Yeah. But Uh, beyond that, they just vaguely say like maybe at the bottom or in small text they actually explain who it was but they say like contributors to rolling stone and people involved in like metal publications so grain of salt take it for what it is but rolling stone has been doing this for a while now whether it's top 100 metal songs they like to take out of the mothballs every now and then like top 100 television shows of all time Mm. and it's it's good for them because people will click on it and read about it and talk about it. This yeah. is No, we are we are giving in to exactly what they want. Sure. <laughs> uh, but this is this is the nature of uh, of all of this. If something happens, we talk about it, right? And they they don't really get into criteria for like what makes a song great or what belongs on here and they they kind of talk about how like Motorhead and ACDC are hard rock bands, but they crossed over into metal. Whereas like Guns N' Roses maybe had hard rock, as they say, hard rock swagger. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they like also include Def Leppard on this list. So God damn it! Uh, yeah, uh, that, I got. I take major umbrage with that one. Yeah, 
we, we can get into some of these specifically, but with any of these lists, like you could really get into a granular le- level of like, was this really the 71st best song or should this be lower? Should this be higher? Are some of these just like lifetime achievements where same with like rock and roll hall of fame, like Judas Priest getting in. There was just kind of with like the fan voting choice awards. Like, well, they should be in there even though we're kind of not really acknowledging. It's kind of the same thing with these types of lists. It's like, well, there should be a, uh, a Venom song on here, so we'll stick them in at number 100, so we at least acknowledge them. Well, I mean, there you are. This At number 100, you have Welcome to Hell by Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Venom had any place on this list, I would say they are ranked appropriately. <laughs> I'd say just about. It's, again, like, what is the criteria for any of this? Because you can make the argument that maybe a song isn't better than another one, but it's way more popular, so does that make it worthy of being 50 spots higher it's you know you can you can make all sorts of uh arguments one way or the other but this is what they have yeah uh this is not i'd say this is far away from uh, venom's best song but it is iconic so i mean that's the that's the inclusion there right um all right i i don't take i don't have any issue with that do you have an issue with that one I don't have an issue with it. It's Venom should be somewhere on the list. 100 is fine. How about Planets Collide by Crowbar at 99? I think that should be on the list. I feel good about that, actually. Um, 98, Executioner's Tax by Power Trip. Uh, my that, issue with that, this is I would make it higher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a surprise to be on this list because, as other places have pointed out, this list only has two songs that are from 2005 and later. Seriously? Two songs. This one and Meshuggah comes up later. Good lord. Uh, well, yeah. Man, that's that feels like such a cop out. There's like over the last what almost 20 years, just ignoring everything but two two songs. I don't know about that, man. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. Again, criteria. Who decides what and you could certainly think of at least five to ten songs right now that sure. should be on this list that have come out from the past 20 years but be that as it may out of all those bands power trip making it onto this list is pretty good for them i mean yeah i everybody knows how i feel about power trip so it's they deserved it their inclusion is great that is a fantastic song i've seen so many people get um cutesy little executioner tattoos like uh, as a as a tribute to the band and that song especially so anytime people are getting lots of people are getting tattoos uh, to commemorate one of your songs seems like it should be fairly iconic mm-hmm. 97 43 percent burnt by dillinger escape plan i think this falls more under iconic or not iconic but more well-known songs from a band's discography more than like some of their other songs that could be conceivably considered better than this one but it is what it is and i guess coming out in 1998 one of the forebears or first bands to use a breakdown for most of their song which became kind of the norm a few years later for metalcore and hardcore for for my taste anyway this is by far my favorite dillinger escape plan song um i didn't i don't really care for the more 
melodic or better songs, I guess. I mm. want the one that sounds like a fucking robot breaking down. <laughs> I would have went with one of the Mike Patton songs, but that's just my preference for Mike Patton. Yeah. Uh, 96, Yeah Right by Girl School. Huh. I think that's just one of those. We got to include them somewhere, so let's put them in. They, they were very important and influential 40 years ago. All right. I don't know that I've ever actually listened to a girl's school song in my life. Have you? I think I have once or twice, like forcing myself to. Like, I should listen to this band. Okay, I listen to this band. <laughs> Motorhead talked about them a lot. I guess I should listen to them. All right. It's like uh, people that talk up Cactus a lot. Oh, one of those uh, influential bands. It's like, well, I should listen to at least one album. Um, I got to check this one out, I suppose. Uh, coming in at number 95, Davidian by Machine Head. And I want to call out the photo they chose for this is the full-on new metal machine head. <laughs> I think it's slightly before full-on new metal machine head because in this picture, Rob Flynn doesn't have the big spikes. Oh my God, you're right. I'm just looking around and seeing all the goatees that are styled so carefully. I'm like, that's got to be new metal era. <laughs> so th- I think this is just before. I think this is mid-90s when hardcore and metal were like starting to discover new metal. It was just kind of getting away from the hardcore sort of scene and getting away from like bad 90s stuff to uh, wearing colorful camo and bleaching your hair and putting in leopard spots. Um, I uh, I don't really care for Machine Head, none of it, any era of it, uh, but I guess you could make a good case that this is their best or at least most well-known song if you were to include them. Yeah, I mean, it came off of Burn My Eyes, which was a massive seller for them at the time and this was the lead single or the best known song from it so i think it's okay to have this one on there yeah all right you got your due rob flynn now we can move on uh 94 in the meantime by helmets it's president go with unsung i mean unsung i think is like an all-time great song i think they should have gone with that one It's the hit. It's the one everyone knows. It's one of those songs where you may not know who Helmet is. You may not know even what the song is called, but you know all the words to it because you've heard it so many times in so many places. I love that song. Should have gone with that. Uh, 93, Hammer Smash Face by Cannibal Corpse. Again, this is another thing like you've got a huge discography to choose from. I don't think this is anywhere near their best song, but this is what is... I guess most, it would either be this or I Come Blood, I guess, right? Yeah, it's people know this song. Uh, I Like you said, they have had a long, long career with better songs than this, but this is the hit. This is the one people know. This is the one that Jim Carrey was on stage for in Ace Ventura. It makes sense that you choose it. I'm just saying it's a little, little on the nose. We can do better. Uh, ooh, here we go. 92, All We Are by Warlock. Interesting choice. Uh, it's a fun song, very mid-late 80s, chanty, uh, all we are, all we are, we are. It's with Doro Pesh. Yeah, and you know um, you know our, our criteria on this show, right? Yeah, she has done the show, so we love it. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> See how easy it is, bands? Be nice to us, and we will kiss your butt forever. Uh, number 91, Pull Me Under by, ooh, Dream Theater. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what this song sounds like. I am going to assume that this, I mean, I know what it sounds like, but I assume that this is Lifetime Achievement Award inclusion. Yeah, that's got to be. Let's see here. 
a slickly arranged epic built around Mike Portnoy's massive-sounding drums and guitarist John Petrucci's muscular, yet intricate riffs and Ingwe Malmsteen-esque flourishes. The track effortlessly shifts from movement to movement, echoing Yes from decades earlier. I don't know, man. That doesn't sound like it's for me. It's for someone, and I'm sure they'll love it, so fine. Yep. I'm, I'm okay with including a Dream Theater song on this list, especially where it's put. Fine. <laughs> Number 90, Bring the Noise, Public Enemy featuring Anthrax. I love that. I love that. I I think this song's a little too high up on the list, to be honest. Really? uh, Where would you you place this one, you think? Well, not too high. I mean, it should be a a lower number. That's what I mean. Oh, like somewhere. What number do you think works for this one? I mean, I think it should be somewhere in the middle, just for in terms of influence and just the level of both bands. This is 1991 the song came out. Yeah. Public Enemy was huge. Anthrax was still Anthrax. Um, so I think it should be much much more in the middle than at 90. I'm going to call it at 43. I was thinking somewhere around the 50s, but yeah, I think that's fair enough. And arguably the first popular rap metal song and influencing countless bands over the, like, the next 10 years. So now, were those, I think 90 is, uh, 90 is a little low. Were those uh, bands influenced any good? Mostly no, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, number 89, You Can't Bring Me Down by Suicidal Tendies. Um, I'm surprised they didn't go with institutionalized on this one. Yeah, I think You Can't Bring Me Down is probably a better song. I agree. It absolutely is a better song. But yeah, institutionalized is the hit. Everyone knows it. Anytime you say, can I get a Pepsi? If people know the song, they'll do some of the lines from it. And no, I'm okay with them being on this list, and I do think maybe this is some sort of lifetime achievement inclusion as well. Yes. Uh, I think it would have been funnier if they went with I Saw Your Mommy, just because I think it's one of the most irritating <laughs> songs ever created. <laughs> Lights, camera, revolution, something a little more obscure. <laughs> Actually, Surf and Slam, I love, I think that's my favorite uh, Suicidal Tenny song. It's like a, you know, it's a surf tune, it's good. Uh, 88, This Time by Life of Agony. Well, we've talked about what uh, Mina Caputo talks about now and is all the problems involved with that. But as far as this song goes, uh, probably their best known song, early 90s New York blending of hardcore and metal. Um, Very honest, very personal song about being essentially forgotten about by, in this case, uh, Mina Caputo's father and... uh, left to deal with all of that mess. So uh, interesting choice. I wouldn't think that Life of Agony would show up on a list just because despite putting out music over the past 15, 20 years of haven't really done all that much in terms of being like the public eye and yeah. having interest in them. But, you know, interesting choice. Okay. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I would probably wouldn't put it up uh, above several of the songs that we had just talked about though that's true yeah like how is that bigger than bring the noise yeah yeah oh well uh 87 slaughter of the soul by at the gates i have no issue with this one whatsoever how about you yep this this should definitely be on there a good song choice good band obviously very influential i feel like 87 is too high or too low or whatever you want to say it i think they should be have a lower number on this um yeah 87 seems too high up yeah uh this because i mean this record really did influence like fucking everybody like everybody 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 in the early 2000s if you were any sort of metal metalcore band you were ripping them off 
Yeah, I remember hearing uh, Slaughter of the Soul for the first time in the early 2000s. I was like, oh, this this is like everything else, but better. <laughs> I don't remember exactly where I read it. It was maybe a forum or a comment section, but someone was seeing the Black Dahlia murder that night and happened to run into the band somewhere, like restaurant or somewhere like that before the show. And they jokingly asked Trevor if they were going to cover any At The Gate songs. And he said, yeah, about 12 of them. <laughs> Man, I miss Trevor. Um, 86, uh, 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson. And I'm going to go ahead and throw a red flag on this one. Mm -hmm. This is not a metal song in any way close to it. I would agree. Uh, It's prog. It's like a, you know, landmark prog uh, moment, but it's not. It's just not metal. I'm sorry. If you want to have a metal list, put fucking metal songs on it. Yeah, if this was a rock, 100 rock songs, 100 prog rock songs, whatever, sure. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne has covered this song specifically. I know people absolutely love King Crimson. Um, it, if your criteria is wide enough where you want to include bands like them and Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and other bands that people say are the forefathers or the beginnings of heavy metal, then sure, I guess you can include them on the list. Uh, but... There we are. I'm putting an asterisk on that one. I would remove it and replace it with uh, maybe something from uh, 2005 or onward. (laughs) Uh, 85, There Goes the Neighborhood by Body Count. Just cowards for not having Cop Killer on here, but yes. I was going to say, it's a a cop out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's classic song. Uh, Again, that early 90s combination of metal and hip-hop and yeah, I'm okay with it. Good song, good band. They deserve to be on the list somewhere. Uh, 84, Thunderkiss 65 by White Zombie. Uh, probably not the White Zombie song I would have chosen, but I do love White Zombie, so okay. Yeah, it's the big hit. It's that bass line that everyone knows. Yep. Um, is this better than Dragula? Is that a is it a greater song than uh, some of the other stuff that he has done? I would say Black Sunshine would be kind of like the one I mm. would maybe put there. That one's a jammer. Uh, but regardless, I don't really have an issue with it, so we can. No, I think it's fine that White Zombie and this song are both on it. Yeah, eighty three World Eater by Bolt Thrower. I would say again, not anywhere near the best Bolt Thrower song. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd agree with that too. But good that they're getting on it. And it's just so interesting that. Uh, maybe this is just a Twitter thing or internet metal thing, how people are still into this band that never had like massive success anywhere, but there's just still that like solid devotion. I will tell you this, man, like uh, it's, I don't think it's uh, factored in enough. The uh, Warhammer connection, because until like (laughs) recently I had no idea that like so many of my peers were like super into Warhammer, man. Like uh, me and Kit went to this fucking Warhammer cafe in the DFW the other day, and he was like picking up all kinds of little figs to to paint. And I was like, God damn, this shit's everywhere. There's a store by me, like just a storefront that's for Warhammer. So people are out there and people love it. And it is was because I know Bolt Thrower, their album art has all sorts of burly people in armor shooting weapons. Is there an actual connection or yes. is it just... So like they okay. they had a connection with Games Workshop, the company that makes all the Warhammer stuff. They they use the in-house artists at Games Workshop to make all their, their original 
uh, cover art, at least in the early days, like some of the later stuff, they weren't doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, but like Realm of Chaos and Mercenary, that stuff is all straight uh, Game Workshop. So they have like I think if you look at the, I've got a couple of their vinyl records. If you look on the back, you see the Game Workshop logo on it. Huh. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Maybe it's in the combination of people being locked in their houses for two years and all they have to do is listen to music and paint their little orcs and stuff. So this may, maybe that's keeping them going. This may be an unpopular opinion, but I think that the best song that Bolt Thrower ever did was the one off their last record in 2005, uh, The Kill Chain. I think it's just the catchiest death metal song ever written. Uh, so, And again, one of the last things they ever did. Uh, okay, sorry. Moving on. 82, Spit by Kitty. Interesting choice. Interesting choice for band. Interesting choice for song. Um, I like a bunch of Kitty songs. Uh, Spit's not a bad song. I you would think they might go with Brackish. I, I would have gone. Uh, with I could have gone. As well. I, I think that was the hit. I do think they have better songs. You could have gone with like "What I Always Wanted" was a big one. Charlotte was another one. You could have even gone later into. Uh, their discography where they kind of pushed aside some of the new metal beginnings and became more of a straightforward metal band like Funeral for Yesterday and sort of those later songs. But I'm I'm glad that they get recognition, especially for like being a quality band. I think a lot of people just remember Brackish and just remember like the Ozfest days and kind of look at them as maybe more of a gimmick band. But they... They do have a lot of talent, and I'm glad they're still popping up every now and again to either play shows, and there's been talk about them maybe putting out new music again. So uh, good for them for getting on this list. Uh, I don't have a problem with this one. I just I probably would have put it in the 90s somewhere, I think. Um, 81. We're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. I'm going to throw a red flag on this one, too. Um, for one thing, it's not metal, and for another thing, it sucks. I, I think I think I've got to remove it. Well, I think you're going to lose this challenge. <sighs> it's not fair, man. I hate the song. I hate, I hate this band. I, why why do I have to still be familiar with Twisted Sister in this year? I, I don't. I hate it. it sucks. To, to this day, this song gets played on the radio. It gets played at every sporting event. It is a massive hit. Almost forty years later. It, sh- it should be on this list. Whether you don't think it's metal or not, it does fall into the glam metal, hair metal area, and it was a huge song. Uh, all right. I lose on this one, I guess. Number 80, My Own Summer, Shove It by Deftones. Uh, I think it's funny they went with this one, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, uh, I know that uh, for decades now, people have had the, uh, they're not new metal argument, but there it is. This is your new metal song. <laughs> oh, they are 100% new metal. For especially sure. When, when they first started, like, even if you don't think this song is, listen to uh, Seven Seconds, oh, yeah. or Seven Words, rather, um, or any of the other songs from, like, Around the Fur at this time. Uh, Deftone should be on here. Again, I think they have much better songs. You could easily go with Digital Bath or Change or Back to School even, but clearly they're on this list, and this is like the big metal song for them, so there you go. Number 79, Balls to the Wall by Accept. We talked about this song just a couple of weeks ago. We did. I would have went with Fast as a Shark. Same. <laughs> uh, 78, Concubine by Converge. Converge ain't for me. I don't like this band. 
70 it's, it's, it's nice that they get included, especially for being a somewhat newer band. Um, I guess it converges isn't for me, but I know people love them. I know they're very influential. They're still doing their thing. I'm okay-ish with them being on this list, but we are we do kind of start to get into like the more of the hardcore side of things with them. So this is like on the line of being on a metal list or not. You're on notice, Converge. 77, Jesus Christ Posed by Soundgarden. I think this one's kind of on the cusp as well for like what you really want to consider as metal. What do you think? I wouldn't consider them metal. Um, I think that, yeah, they, it was pretty well established at the time that this was this is a grunge band. When grunge and metal were not the same. So, what happened since then? Uh, I... People love Soundgarden, so they'll wedge them into anything rock-related lists. Well, that makes sense to me. Um, well, all right. How about uh, for 76, A Fine Day to Die by Bathory? I am not familiar with Bathory, really. I don't think I've ever really listened to them. I've heard I know it. people love them. I yeah. know they're one of the most influential black metal bands, but no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard a few Bathory songs, but it's never something I've really like cared about. Also, because I never really wanted to care about black metal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe I should revisit. I'll try that. That's what I'll do this week. I'll, uh, on my commute, I'll, uh, I'll make it a Bathory thing. Uh, 75, Youth Gone Wild by Skid Row. Nah. Hard pass. Uh, Skid Row is very important to a lot of people, and I don't understand. Important to people over the age of 40, I would assume. Correct, yes. Uh, 74, Xerver by Obituary. <laughs> uh yeah fine i mean if you're gonna put an obituary song on here it's this is their big one yep this is the hit they should be on the list somewhere so okay with this 73 du Haas by rammstein they have much better songs than du Haas, but this was the biggest hit sure i i know they're they're a big band gotta put them in there somewhere uh 72 i hate this so much man you suffer by napalm death. Bad choice. But it really reduces a band that has like a million records and so many great songs into like a joke. I, I hate it. I hate that choice. I understand why it's on the list, but there are—I mean, there are actual songs by the band. But uh, I mean, I guess it still gets referenced to this day. I feel like there was an article that just came out about it by from some normie publication, like. Uh, the Athletic or something like that that just wanted to write about this song and how it's like the perfect distillation and uh, meaning of grindcore. Shut the fuck up, Poindexter. God damn. (laughs) Uh, It might have been The Atlantic that had it. Oh, that makes it even worse. Like the other, the next article is like, why you shouldn't feel bad about child slavery. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Uh, Sullivan says. Yeah, seriously. Like how to measure your brain pan the easy way. 71, Blood and Thunder by Mastodon. I, I like the song. This is when I liked Mastodon. Yeah. Um, I probably would have gone with a different song just for personal choices, but uh, happy they're on it. 71, I don't know about that, but uh, I'm okay with it. Let's be clear. This is this should be pushed down maybe into the 80s, maybe the 90s. But, yeah. But it's okay. Uh, 70, Flying Whales by Gojira. Everything that we just said about Blood and Thunder by Mastodon can re- apply there for me. <laughs> yeah, and I would switch these two. Yep. I agree with that. 
69, Evil by Merciful Fate. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I love Merciful nice Fate. Nice that Merciful Fate's on here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Evil's the best song. It's not. It's definitely not. It's, it's not my favorite. I have other ones that I like much more. Um, nice that they're on here, though. Yeah, that's fair. 68, Running with the Devil by Van Halen. I, this is not a metal song. It's just not. Nope. Nope. And there's better Van Halen songs. There are, in fact. Most of them are about pussy. <laughs> or sometimes Panama. <laughs> or sometimes both. Yeah. Uh, 67, Blind by Korn. What do you think about that one? Uh, it's their probably their biggest. Well, I don't know if it is their biggest song, no, I don't, I don't think take it that is. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I guess it's maybe their most distinctive yeah. song. Yeah. It does have that, are you ready, which everybody loves, you know? And the song still shows up in like Madden 2000 whatever (laughs) choices. Um, Not my favorite Korn song. There's much better, but I can can understand why both the band and the song are on this list. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get mad at this one. Uh, It is weird that this is above like Merciful Fate, but whatever. Uh, 66, Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot. This was the other Quiet Riot song, uh, the one that people don't like as much as the, uh, the one that was a big hit. The one that was a cover that the band absolutely hated to do, but was their yep. biggest hit. That's the one. Uh, this is whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way about Skid Row that I do about this. Same. 65, Over My Head by King's X. I gotta say, King's X is actually a big blind spot for me. Uh, when I was a kid, one of my friends, uh, his dad was like an engineer on a bunch of King's Axe records, and I still, ha- I don't think I've ever heard a single one of their songs. I always confuse them with Symphony X and King Crimson, yeah. so they're kind of just smushed into that. I know people love them, and I, I think uh, Doug Pinnock is having some health issues now, so it's nice that they're getting on uh, some sort of list. Um, that's after the Bathory run-through, I'll give this one a shot. <clears throat> 64 Black Number 1 by Typo Negative. Again, much better songs out there, but this was the biggest hit, the biggest one referenced. Uh, I'm glad that they're on the list. They deserve to be on it somewhere. Um, and and I know for a fact that the band hated the song mm-hmm. <laughs> by the end of it. Um, but hey, cool. Glad they're on here. Glad that, and also glad that like goth metal, gothic sounding metal is getting some represent, representation here as well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty slim pickings otherwise. Uh, 63 Summertime Blues by Blue Cheer. I don't think I've ever heard this. Like, it's a cover, but I don't think I've ever heard this cover. Have you? I don't think so. And Blue Cheer is one of those influential early proto-metal bands that, like, influenced a bunch of others. And they're still kind of around, still putting out some sort of music occasionally. But I think it's one of those, like, they're on... They came out just around the same time as Black Sabbath and were doing similar things, but obviously Black Sabbath was the ones who made money off it and were legends because of it, and Blue Cheer is just kind of the uh, RC Cola to Black Sabbath's (laughs) Coca-Cola. Ah, damn. I do love an RC Cola now and again, though. Uh, 66, Dragon Out by Sleep. Shruggy emoji from me. I, I don't think either one of us gives a shit about sleep. So there we are. Uh, 61, throwing a flag on this one for being way too high. Uh, we Will Rise by Arch Enemy. Yeah, it shouldn't be 61. On the list, I'm not against. 61 just 
doesn't seem quite the right spot. And also, I prefer other songs by them, like Ravenous, I think is better, or Heart of Darkness. Um, but, okay, interesting choice. Number 60, People Equal Shit by Slipknot. Interesting song choice for this one. I, I think Slipknot should definitely be on this list. I think people would have gone with uh, Wait and Bleed mm-hmm. or Left Behind mm-hmm. or maybe even Sick. Yep. Um, I don't dislike People e- Equal Shit. Decent song. I do think they're better. And interesting that they're s- number 60 on this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It is funny that it's right next to 59, Freezing Moon by Mayhem. <laughs> I think people equal, people equal shit is ten times the song that Freezing Moon is, but you know what? Ha, what do I know? Man, not the biggest black metal fan, but Mayhem is a band that has never done it for me. Um, I think it, part of that is because of who's wrapped up with the band. It's sure. always just been an obvious no from the beginning. I know people love this band. I don't quite get it. No, um, I, mean, I think I would take Bathory over them. I would. I mean, I've gone. I've listened to. I, I I'm familiar with the Mayhem discography. I just I don't care for it. That's all. Uh, not for me. Uh, Fifty eight refuse resist by Sepultura. Yeah, I, I think they should be on here. I think that song should be on here, and I think the placement is pretty accurate. I agree with you one hundred percent on this one. Uh, 57, The Cry of Mankind by My Dying Bride. I like My Dying Bride. This song is like 12 minutes long. Hmm. And by far, I would say not their best. What do you think is, what would you suggest for the best for My Dying Bride? Um, I do like My Body, A Funeral. Um, I think there's a few better ones out there. It's Kind of like how Typo Negative, I'm glad that Gothic Metal is being kind of included on here. This is even more so in mm-hmm. that realm. And this is pretty early on in their discography to have it. Uh, there is a melody that goes through it that I could see being interesting or appealing. Uh, again, 12-minute song. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, eh, I don't know about this. Um, 56, Bark at the Moon by Ozzy. I think that should be on here. I think that song should be on here. I think 56 might be a little too high for this. I think it should be lower down, to be honest. Uh, higher or lower is in smaller number, bigger number? Smaller number. Okay, I agree. <laughs> Just uh, the solo in it, Ozzy's vocals, the melody, again, being still played to this day on radio and at arenas. Uh, 56 doesn't seem right for this one. I've written uh, an article about it for The Toilet before. I love cocaine-era Ozzy. I, it's some of my favorite music. Uh, you gotta <laughs> you gotta have it there. Uh, 55, Caffeine by Faith No More. Not super familiar with this song. I'm not um, either. It's nice that Faith No More is on here. Um, that's all about all I can say about it. I don't... I don't... I've not heard this song to my knowledge. I can't see how this is a more important or greater song than Bark at the Moon. Well, I'm going to listen to it after this, and I'll tell you if we're right or if we're wrong. Uh, 54, Photograph by Depth Leopard. Get the fuck out of here. Get the out Fuck you, get the fuck out of here. This sucks. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, placing it at 54 over every other thing that we just talked about. Like, no, get, get out of town. I know it was an extremely popular song, and Pyromania was a massive breakthrough hit. Um, it shouldn't be on here. I, I agree. 
53, 46-2 by Tool. If you have to put Tool on here, which I don't know that you do, sure, this is fine. Fine. 52, Deliverance by Opeth. I like this era of Opeth. I like the song Deliverance. It's almost a bold choice to include Opeth with some of the other things we've seen included on this so far. Um, I'm fairly happy with this. I think this is a good placement for them, just kind of like right in the middle, especially for, again, being a 13, 14-minute song. And Mm -hmm. I think it was the album closer, or maybe that wasn't the album closer, but it was on a fairly dense album that had a lot of long songs on it. And this is one of their songs that goes heavy and goes light and changes a lot. So I'm happy they're on here, and I'm happy that they chose this song. How about 51 Slate Man by Godflesh? I'm not familiar enough to say one way or the other. Uh, I don't think I've heard this song. I've listened to a bunch of Godflesh, but not this one does not come to mind at all. So, all right. <laughs> you get it by on a technicality. Yeah. Uh, 50, Procreation of the Wicked by Celtic Frost. This is another big blind spot for me, man. I'm okay with it. Uh, you should include Celtic Frost on here, so... Pick whatever song you want, and if you're not going to choose Cherry Orchards, then fine. <laughs> I mean, you could have gone with Circle of Tyrants, right? That's mm, true. 49, Just One Fix by Ministry. What do you think? Number 48, Walk in the Shadows with Queensryche. Um, Come on, I... I this is this is a band I think I've heard one song from, and I have zero interest in listening to more. How about you? Silent Lucidity. Yeah, the song sucks. <laughs> uh, Forty-seven Locust Star by Neurosis. Yeah, I'm happy with that one. Whatever. Uh, Forty-six Night Goat by Melvins. Is I this, want nothing to do with the Melvins. Is this a metal band? Is it not? Hmm. I would I would say no. Just like if you threw nirvana on here yeah it doesn't matter about the song or how well it's done or whatever it's just it's i do not see them as a metal band i do not either Uh, also king buzzo is deeply irritating to me 45 (laughs) symphony of destruction by megadeth of all the megadeth songs you could have this is the one this is arguably the biggest one uh megadeth should be on here i think symphony of destruction should be on here as well I mean, like, I'm just saying, if you if you pick one Megadeth song, is this the song that you pick? Because I don't think it's the one that I would pick. What would you pick? <sighs> Fucking Tornado of Souls. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What, 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 you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, I would sp- maybe Hangar 18. I, I Again, this the, the criteria for this is just kind of up in the air, so it's hard to say which one you should pick or which one you shouldn't pick, but... I think we can all agree that uh, it would have been much funnier if they picked a tout le monde. <laughs> Crush them all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 44, Green Machine by Caius. I had to check to see if Kat Jones had wrote this one because I know she's a big Caius <laughs> fan. Um, okay, fine. Not for me. 43. I don't know if they'd be 44 yeah. on this list. I question that, but fine to include them. 43, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Now, this is a yes. choice. <laughs> Eat shit, Opeth. <laughs> See you in hell, merciful fate. Evanescence, number 43. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this just because it's so bizarre, but why not? Wake me up. Wake me up inside. 
Can't wake up. Can't wake up inside. <laughs> Save me. Save me from the nut. Okay. Um, 42, Curse You All Men by Emperor. Sure. I don't think I've heard this song, man. I couldn't tell you. I, I think this is one of those. Well, we got to have Emperor on here somewhere. Yep. Uh, 41, Bleed by Meshuggah. This is the other song uh, that came out in the last 20 years. This was 2008. Yeah, I, I might have picked some other Meshuggah songs, but I think Bleed is perfectly acceptable to be on here. 40, this is another another really bizarre one. Victim of Changes by Judas Priest. Of all the Judas Priest songs. Of all the Judas Priest songs to put on your metal list, I probably would not choose this not metal song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nokie dokie. Uh, 39, For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. I would have went with one. I mean, certainly, uh, there are lots of options of Metallica here. Is this the only Metallica song on the list? There's only one way to find out. So like, let's pretend that there might be some other ones on here. Okay. Uh, Would you include For Whom the Bell Tolls among them? Probably not. Me That's, neither. Yeah. Um, I would say one would be a better choice if you're putting in all of metal, all the history of metal, one makes more sense there. And honestly, with some of these bands that we've already mentioned, you probably could put more than one song on this list, and it wouldn't be that uh, outlandish or out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. 38, Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. This is not anywhere close to their best song, in my opinion. Uh, but yes, it absolutely makes sense that it's here. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think popularity of the song, of the band, influential. I think even the numbering, I think, is okay yeah. for where it is on the list. Well, it makes a little less sense when you see a 37 Chop Suey by System of a Town. <laughs> <laughs> Just massively popular. I like a bunch of other System of a Down songs much more than this one, but it's it's somehow managed to and i think this like youtube and streaming has a lot to do with it it's found an audience all over the world in like all sorts of scenarios uh there was maybe a year or two ago i want to say nigeria a wedding and this song came on and everyone was going nuts for what it the fuck so it has a life of its own it was it's the band's biggest hit um so it should be on those list, even though they have much better songs yeah that's insane all right. Uh, 36, Rock You Like a Hurricane by Scorpions. There's better Scorpion songs. Um, yeah, but, but none is, of them rock you like a hurricane, though. That's true. <laughs> this is, again, massive hit played in arenas. Fine. Uh, 35, Fade to Black by Metallica. So we got a, we got another Metallica song here. Interesting choice. I don't know if I'd go with Fade to Black Mm-mm. on this list, but there it is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, arguably you could put on about ten Metallica songs on here, just like you could put on three or four Black Sabbath songs and three or four Judas Priest songs and Iron Maiden. So I don't know about the song choice. It is what it is. Um, I guess I'm not going to fight about this one too much. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not against it. Uh, Thirty-four, "Smoke on the Water" by Deep Purple. I don't think this is a metal song, and I don't think it is a good song either. That is, that's how I stand on this one. When everyone learns how to play guitar, this is one of the first songs, if not the first song, that you learn how to play. Yep. Uh, I just I don't care for it. If I never heard it again in my life, that would be that'd be okay with me. 
It's like hot cross buns and then smoke <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> uh, 33. This is a... I don't have an issue with the song at all. I think it's good that it's here. It's just very, very, very high. Kiss, very high. Kiss Me Deadly by Lita Ford. You know, we all know going to a party on a Saturday night and you didn't get laid, you got in a fight. Ugh, it ain't no big thing. But that's a little high. <laughs> it's a little high. Uh, 32, Mother by Danzig. I think... I would say there are so many other Danzig songs you should have chosen for this spot. That's my that's my take on it. I think uh, correct song choice. I think even putting it at number two, 32 is correct. I feel like this fits in pretty well with kind of like what else we're going to criteria-wise or what we're assuming is the criteria. Um, I'm okay with it. Other than on this list, they incorrectly say at one point that it's from 1998. <laughs> get their asses and I wonder if this song came out in 1998 would anyone care about it absolutely not no way not like when like the biggest thing in the world was corn at that time you know and this this song and this video came out in 1988 mm-hmm. and MTV was very like influential in making this song as popular as it was. And that's where a lot of ladies fell in love with Danzig until they saw him in real life and had to uh, crane their neck down to see him. <laughs> uh, 31, Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath. Yeah, I think I'm okay with this. Uh, if this is the only inclusion of Dio on this list, um, I question it. But yeah, I- I'm okay with it. How about 30, Enter the Sandman by Metallica's? The Metallica's. If we're going by massive hit, then yeah, sure, it should be on here. Uh, this was like the change for the band and their sound, and it is what it is. This is You hear it again at every sports stadium that you go to. Uh, there's a line here in the description that says, Kirk Hammett uh, came up the riff uh, trying to create the next smoke on the water. <laughs> and you, boy, did you do it. <laughs> that, I believe it. That monkey paw done curled. <laughs> uh, 29, Walk by Pantera. Sure. Uh, again, like, this is not... Cemetery Gates. It should cemetery, be Cemetery Gates. It should be Cemetery Gates. All right, whatever. Uh, 28, Holy Wars, The Punishment Due by Megadeth. Okay. Sure. That's better. That's better. That like more fitting. If that was, if it was, if it was only Symphony of Destruction for Megadeth, I was going to be mad. But I guess I'm not mad. Twenty seven, Living After Midnight by Judas Priest. And again, I, I was going to be really freaked out if it was just, <laughs> just the stained glass shit for Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah, no, it should be on this list. Uh, uh, fair choice for what number it's at. You could go a little bit higher or lower, depending on how you feel, but I'm okay with it being on here. Um, here we go. 26, Am I Evil by Diamond Head. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the only reason that anybody know, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but the only reason literally anybody knows about Diamond Head is because of Metallica. And did Metallica cover this song? Yes, they did. Yeah. Hey. 26, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I think this should be, if you want to include it, like, in the 90s. Sure. Uh, as it is, swinging a little too hard there. Uh, 25, Rainbow in the Dark by Dio. So you got There we go. It. Yeah, that's good. Everyone loves it. Uh, 24, South of Heaven by Slayer. That's, that's good to me. I think that's fine. 
I'm okay with that. Song choice and the number it's at, sure. 23, Shout at the Devil by the Motley Crews. <sighs> there, there aren't that many hair metal and glam metal bands on this. Mm-hmm. But if, if I you're guess gonna, if you're going to do a Motley Crue song, like I think this is fine. This is a yeah. Fine I'll, I'll take Shout at the Devil over Girls, Girls, Girls. Oh please, God. Uh, Twenty two, Caught in a Mosh by Anthrax. I, I think there's again way above their weight class here. Yeah, 22 doesn't seem right when you're coming in ahead of South of Heaven Mm -hmm. or Rainbow in the Dark Mm -hmm. or some Metallica songs. Uh, Inaccurate listing, in my opinion. Uh, Should be on the list, but I don't know about 22. 21, The Trooper by Iron Maiden. That's surprising that that's 21. I think it's fine. Uh, I I think that's a fine choice. It's a fine selection for where it's at. I think there are many better... Iron Maiden songs, but if you're putting the Trooper there, 21 is fine. Do you think it's better than number 20? Oh, God. <laughs> number 20, Round and Round by Rat. This is... What? This is absurd to me. In the top 20 songs of all time, of all of heavy metal. Round and Round! How is the band that's now on uh, one of the insurance commercials, mm-hmm. one of their songs is in it? Ah, yeah, this sucks. Um, all right, get it off the list entirely. Doesn't belong on it. Not even in the 90s. 19, however, Peace Sells by Megadeth. All right, I'm happy yeah. with that. I'm okay with that. Peace Sells, but who is buying? Number 19, perfectly acceptable. 18, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin, which is, as far as I can tell, not a metal band. Led Zeppelin's not a heavy metal band? Get the fuck out of here. 17, Back in Black by ACDC, which is... Let me see here. Not a metal band. ACDC is not a metal band. Get the fuck out of here. Number 16, Hallowed Be Thy Name by Iron Maiden, who is a metal band. Hooray. (laughs) We did it. Uh, No problem with that one. Uh, 15, Angel of Death by Slayer. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, This is probably not the last Slayer song on the list, I would guess. Well, we got 14 more to go, so I think we could probably expect to see them again. 14. Now, this one is a baffler to me. Uh, Stargazer by Rainbow. So, as you said, like, there's more Dio on the list, but this one's pretty pretty darn high up on there. It's very high up for a song that I would guess most people aren't very familiar with. Yeah. Uh, so, we clearly have... You know, a big Dio fan uh, on this list making uh, thing, and nobody wanted to to veto that. I would say I'm going to throw a flag on there a little high, a little way too high. Uh, 13, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Surprised that's not in the top 10. I am too. Uh, I'm surprised at number 12, Cults of Personality by Living Color. Number 12. Does that seem right? Would you, would you consider them a metal band? I would not. Uh, I think they're a hard rock band. That's just my opinion. I would feel hard rock too, but I know we talked about at the beginning there how they do include some hard rock and some not. So I guess by their standards, yeah, I'd, twelve is high or low or whatever you want to describe it. But I'm okay with them being on the list. I don't know if it's the top twenty. I could, I'd be willing to listen to an argument. I, I would be willing to listen to an argument as well. But if you, if we're talking about like maybe in terms of influence or like oh yeah resonance or anything what the hell are we talking about here <laughs> yeah. this this is not right 
Uh, 11. Hey, there it is. One by Metallica. Interesting it's not the top 10. I Interesting th- it's not number one, to be honest. Really? You think it has? You think that that has uh, the potential to be a number one? I, I could see people putting that as number one. I could, I could I, see an argument made for that. I don't know if that would be mine. I don't think it would be mine. But I could, if someone put it at number one or even in the top five, I wouldn't disagree with it. Okay. How about this? We're in the top 10 now. Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Yeah, sure. I can understand that. This was their biggest hit, wasn't it? I feel like the Trooper was bigger. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I can only go by like what is playing on the classic rock radio station in my locality. I, I can go by people wearing tons of the Trooper shirts and I don't see any Run to the Hills shirts. Fair. That's fair. Um, here we go. Number nine, Holy Diver by Dio. Yep, I can understand that being top 10. I'm okay with it. I would actually swap that with Rainbow in the Dark. I think Rainbow in the Dark is the to- is a top 10 I, I have more fun listening to Rainbow in the Dark, but this <laughs> is the hit. This is a... And I think boosted a lot by Killswitch Engage covering them about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. bringing Dio and that song to a whole new generation. Yep. Uh, number eight. Hey, we called it. Raining Blood by Slayer. That's That makes sense. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Uh, by far their best song. Um, honestly, the if you only listen to the three Slayer songs on this list, you'd probably be fine. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to anything they put out uh, in anything after the mid-90s. Uh, number seven, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Um, this has the distinction of being one of those things I just, I see it, I understand it, I never want to hear it again in my life, man. We've heard it enough times, but it's played everywhere, it's in movies, it's their biggest song, so there you go. And now we're getting kind of weird. Number six, Crazy Train by Ozzy. I'd rather listen to Bark at the Moon. Yeah. But huge song. Everyone knows the beginning of it. Everyone knows the riffs. There you go. It's Black, uh, Iron Man, and Crazy Train back-to-back. These are two songs that if you go to a junior high uh, (laughs) football game, you're going to hear both coming out of, like, the recorders and the stands. Uh, that's weird. Uh, number five, War Pigs by Black Sabbath. I'm okay with that choice. I don't have an issue with it. Um, number four, Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. Yep, that makes sense. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Uh, number, number three, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Interesting that it took this not long, but this is the only Motorhead song on here. I like I I really like Motorhead. They got a lot of songs that I like a lot. Uh, I don't know that this is a top three metal song. I think just influential. Yeah, I think at least the top ten. But uh, people love Motorhead, or at this point, love perhaps the idea of Motorhead. That's what, more accurate. <laughs> what they are, what they represented at the time, and the personality of Lemmy, and just kind of now the legend of Lemmy. So I think that's probably why they get top three. Number two, Master of Puppets by Metallica, which I th- seems to be having a cultural moment. <laughs> yeah, thanks, TV shows that can now access all of these songs for reasonable amounts of money. I like the song. Don't get me wrong. It's just, mm-hmm. again, I don't think this is what I would choose for, you know, my selection for the best Metallica song to go on the hundred. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. None of this matters. Number one, Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Interesting. I don't know that I would 
I don't know that I understand this pick. I mean, I understand it, but just on a on a conceptual level, but on an instinctual level, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah, it's it would. I don't think it would even enter my mind to pick Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath in the top twenty of all time metal songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we want to include like influence and and things like that, sure. But number one, number one, bold, bold choice. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I this is this is not. This is not my jam, I would say. There are other jams from uh, Black Sabbath I would pick. Like uh, this one, though, I don't know about it. What would you pick for the number one song? I just, the criteria for this is just so broad and vague. And if you want to talk about sales and influences, and then just like, what song do you like? So it's kind of hard to just to pick number one. But overall, like the top 20, for the most part, I think is... and. Th- Really, the list in general, I don't have much of a problem with things that were picked. There's a couple, there's five or six in there where we're just like, this isn't a metal band, what are they doing on here? But overall, I don't think it's a bad list, to be honest. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, I think the thing that has me most uh, upset about this is the total um, lack of music from the last 20 years and uh, way, way too much... uh, hair hard rock not even metal hair hard rock it's a big oversight to really miss out on the past 20 to 30 years really especially in like the top half of the list there's there's entire genres missing and you can certainly make an argument that maybe there shouldn't be grindcore songs on this or metalcore whatever you want to say or there really isn't any new metal songs on this beyond corn no, there's, a, find, there, there's a fair amount of new metal on here. You got Deftones, you got Kitty, you got. Slipknot. I guess you're right. I no no Limp Bizkit on there. No. <laughs> um, so then you question the criteria of album sales and things like that, or Godsmack. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if all these songs would have been on my list. I don't know if all these bands would have been on my personal list, but I think it's okay as far as a major use a publication that isn't geared towards heavy metal specifically they could have done a lot worse could have been way worse uh i will say that the inclusion at 43 of bring me to life by evanescence is very very funny so if nothing else that kind of made my day (laughs) (laughs) odd choice uh but what do you folks think you can let us know below uh or wherever on twitter on uh facebook or some shit wherever we are where are we we are on twitter at Toilet of Hell, at Joe Threshkill, at 365 Days of Horror. We're also on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're not on TikTok. We will probably never be on TikTok because we are too old for that. And we are not going to be doing dances, pointing at boxes. Uh, you can email us, Toilet of Hell at gmail.com, Toilet of Hell Radio at gmail.com. You can sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash Toilet of Hell. Uh, all of those things. You should do every one of those things back-to-back right now. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. Um, thanks for listening. Hey, maybe we'll see you next time. Bye.
listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.